Hey guys, welcome back to another Swish Waterlad Super Rugby preview with the great Surly from Surly Talk Sport, who is coming to us all the way from Magic Round over in Australia. How is it over there, lad? Yeah, look, unfortunately, think I bought the Auckland weather. They're saying that this is unseen in Brisbane. She's almost flood levels, True. been pretty torrential, and it was fair to say the rain wasn't the only thing pouring last night. Got into a few schooners, as they like to call it over here, feeling pretty dusty, but hey, that's what lads do. We back <laughs> it up and talk some coats. I'm fizzed to be here. Oh, mate, I love your commitment to the Waterlad Preview Show. One of the greats. That is a huge effort. What's Suncorp going to be like? Apparently quite wet. Um, and there's all eight games are on it this weekend, so it's going to get a good test. Um, but luckily, the Warriors are third up, first game on the Saturday, so it should still be an all right nick when they get to to take pass. So you can't blame the field, unfortunately. But now the boys are in for a big one. We didn't come all this way for nothing. Thirteen plus, you heard it here first. Oh, I love that. And yes, at the end of the Super Rugby Magic Round, their game was obviously affected by the field when they played the Storm, but. Good to see them getting their game out of the way nice and early this week. So I'm going to jump on with you, 13 plus. Go on, the Warriors. They're due. Shit, they are due. Get up. But as always, this episode is brought to you by Swish. And with the news that Bowden Barrett has come on board, oh, that means that presence in our household have come a little bit easier now. Everyone loves Bowden in the Marshall household, so um, there'll be a few Bowden Barrett Swish shout-outs coming the way to my kids for sure. And as always... You can get 10% off for being a Waterlad listener by using the code WATERLAD and up to 70% of the proceeds. Do go to Kiwi Kids Charity, so it is super cool stuff. I'll leave a link in the description, so go click on that if you're interested. And also, I know a lot of you lads are out there smashing your body up on the field and club footy for most weekends. So, Pure Sports CBD, they're available with a 20% off discount, whether it's just the muscle balm for any bumps or bruises or either the full-on anti-inflammatory effect with the oil. Definitely worth a crack if you haven't given it a go. And what I'm going to do for Waterlad listeners this weekend is if you share the Round 13 Super Rugby preview on your Instagram story and you tag Waterlad, you'll go into the draw to win some free products, some free Pure Sport products. So definitely worth a crack. I'll probably get two or three people share it. I've got four or five products to give away so the odds are definitely in your favour and surely this could potentially fix your leg. Yeah look I need all the help I can get to get back on the park so I'll be sharing the shit out of it for sure. (laughs) No one else jump in I could do with four or five packs so get me in sign me up. (laughs) Mate you're a hot favourite to be claiming that for sure but we will get into the footy and after the previous week's disaster on the punt I think we come a lot better this week. We were tipping a fair bit of value out across the board, got most of them right. Um, a couple of upsets we didn't quite pick, but um, pretty good overall. First game, though, Blues were in vintage form after a slow start. What did you make of this one, Surly? You would have been watching this one, just absolutely loving it. Yeah, well, uh, five minutes in, I was a bit rattled, to be fair. I was <laughs> yeah. thinking this could be the Blues' first loss of the season, and then about 20 minutes later, I was thinking, shit, they could put 100 on. She flipped quickly, <laughs> but yeah, what a game. Entertaining, 99 points scored in total. Uh, neither side too keen on... On putting in some big shots, but some great tries scored. It was really entertaining. And yeah, 15 in total, a real roller coaster. But I thought the Ioane brothers were outstanding. Peter Feta, he had another great game. 
And man, like Rico Ioane, ball in space, just absolutely deadly. And then Mark Talia with the Waddle Lad podcast finish. He wouldn't have scored that a couple of weeks ago. There was no way. No, no, no. So again, <laughs> if you're out there looking to come into some form, you better jump on the podcast. Mate, that's it. Mate, you've highlighted all the players who really impressed me in that game as well. Rico Ioane in space. He ended up picking up two points on the lad of the week. But that finish from Mark Talia was incredible, eh? And that was that would have to be up there with one of the tries of the year for sure. Yeah, just watching it live and then the slow-mos, you're just like, how do they do this? Yeah. And every week they make it look so easy. And then, geez, if I went out there to try to do that, I'd be in hospital. <laughs> so it's insane what these wingers and these finishers can do now. They're outstanding athletes, and that was a great try. And we talked about Purifeta before the round last week and he had an opportunity to sort of put his hand up as that third 10 in the all-black frame, and I think he did that. I thought he was really impressive in that game. What do you make of him? Yeah, he's just so like calm and collected. Eh? He doesn't seem like he can be mm. rattled, which I think the all-black selectors will love as well. And yeah, just his versatility, like back at the back again this week, but he can play 10 and 15 and, and do both really well. So I've been really impressed with him. I definitely think this has been his best season, and he's become a key part of that Blues backline. Yeah, agree. And the next game, I think we both got this one wrong, to be fair, but... Um, it didn't surprise us too much. We are both hoping that the Highlanders could pull something out here, and they did. I mean, um, it was a pretty gritty win from the Landers. Yeah, I didn't, didn't expect this to be fair. We were hopeful, but I did think that the Reds were mm. going to be too good. But I think that's five in a row now for the Landers against the Reds, so perhaps a bit of their bogey side. But I think the difference for me, Fakatava, eh, just off the Rimu, set up a nice meaty, scored one himself, and he's just a real spark for them off the bench. So I think he got them home in the end, but a great win for the Landers. Yeah, Fakatava was impressive, eh? And where do you think he sits in the all-black frame, because obviously there's probably four or so nines ahead of him um, previously, but the impact that he brings, he's got something different to the others, eh? Yeah, that's almost like a, a unique role in itself. He can come on late in games and just change it, but prior to his injury, I had him right in the mix, eh, in that, mm. probably that third spot, but I think now with the development of Finlay Christie, like his game's just gone to another level, so he's probably below that, but... He's a, he is a real asset and someone that wouldn't look out of place at the higher level. Yeah, man, there's some big selections coming up for some of these all-black coaches, for sure. The next game was Moana versus the Tars, and um, we both sort of felt like this game was going to be a lot closer than the bookies predicted. Um, the Tars did have a tough night, but they did well to actually get across the line and win this one. Yeah, I was pretty gutted for the Moana, to be fair, that they couldn't hold on and win it. It looked like they were going to win it for the majority of the game, but I think that yellow card to Tima, probably the difference in the end. I think they scored twice during that 10-minute period when he was off the park, and then Moana just unable to get themselves on the scoreboard after that. And then scrum time, man, their set piece continues to be their Achilles heel, so lots of penalties coming from scrums, but... In the end, probably another disappointing near miss for Moana. There's been a few of them now, and they just can't quite get over the line. Yeah, it's disappointing, eh? But the person that I called out, I highlighted, uh, Dave Parecki, I knew he was going to score. I thought it was going to be off the back of a rolling mall, but he found a way on a pick and go. Happy to see big Dave Parecki cross and salute. Yeah, great try. The left nut lives on, and yeah, unfortunately, old, old happy feet, Nana Satoru couldn't pull it off, but... 
Yeah, we were talking before, you reckon he's due this week, so why not load it up, go again? <laughs> Always double down, but we will get to that game. Chiefs versus the Brumbies, and we both had a sneaky suspicion that the Brumbies were better than the bookies were expecting in this game too, and geez, they were better than even I expected. They were super impressive again. Yeah, I think this was like another step up for them, and they just showed that they really are the real deal, and some great value on offer at the Tea and Biscuits, so if you got on that, should be happy days, but... Yeah, Nick White, again, running the cutter to perfection. He's playing some unreal footy. And in the end, they were just too clinical across the park for the Chiefs. I thought it was interesting to see Gatlin. He went off quite early, eh? 55th minute. Didn't expect that. But Brumbies certainly deserve the win and a great win for them on the road. It's not an easy place to go and get a win. So, big result. Yeah, maybe he was injured. I'm not sure. Uh because he's not playing this weekend, is he? Yeah, they, they made it out like it was a tactical thing, but I, I didn't think he was playing bad footy, mm. so interesting. Yeah, and the person you mentioned, Nick White, man, how good is he controlling the game at the moment? He's in complete control. His box kicking and his tactical kicking is better than anyone in the comp at the moment. I think he's really leading that side around really well. Yeah, he just puts them in the perfect positions to make the most of, of what they're good at, which is their set piece, like that four-pack just mm. keeps rolling on. And yeah, he's just probably the best nine in the comp at the moment, and he's just putting them in great spots to execute and score some points. Yeah. Shit, there's some good nines going around. They're all so different too. It makes makes it interesting when you try and compare them all because, I mean, his 50-22 that he kicked at around the 50th minute was such a huge turning point in that game got them right down there, got the ball, set-piece pressure, like you said, and got some points. So um, uh, he's controlling the game so, so well. And the next game, the Force versus the Crusaders, both teams hit with COVID. Um, I know there was a lot of late outs in this game, um, but the Crusaders, Force hung in there at the start, but Crusaders just, like we talk about, far too good in the end with some very good performances from especially some of their backs. Yeah, it was pretty exciting second half there. That was kind of more of what you expected from the Crusaders and still not that 80-minute vintage performance, but some great signs there. We thought they'd bounce back and be too strong, and they were. Richie Mwanga, we mentioned him. He was going to make a massive difference. He certainly did that. And then old Will the Thrill and Leicester, six tries between them, both hat-tricks. So if you had them any time try scorers, I think Leicester scored straight away. So it's always nice when you can get an early tick on the multi and just relax for the rest of the game but a good win overall and the Crusaders they're back on track now so looking forward to them their game this weekend yeah and anyone who got on the Waterlad power play of a Tasman Marco to score in all the games on Saturday that would have been an easy watch for you on that last game on Saturday with Will and Lester both scoring three and very early as well once Nankerville got, got across the line it was pretty much home and ho so fair play to anyone who got on that but yeah, Will Jordan, man, his stats were so impressive in that game. Ran for almost 200 metres, three tries. He's got the highest fantasy rugby score of the year, 114. Um, huge game from him and really makes it interesting whether he's going to be the all-black fullback or not. It's going to be tough to see whether they keep Geordie there or move Geordie into 12. I'm not sure what they're going to do. What do you What do you reckon they'll do? Yeah, it's going to be tough, like... Will's playing so well that you can't not have him in that 15 jersey, I reckon. So you've, And you've got to make room for Geordie. It's just how it all plays out. But it's a great problem to have. Two unreal footballers. But you'd have to say, Will, he's probably the most exciting back in the, in the comp at the moment, really lighting it up. And an attacking threat like that at the back can just 
force teams to change the way they play. So I think you've got to have him in there. Yeah, and I think Rico probably signed up his 13 jersey in the form he's in. He's been on fire. Potentially Geordie to 12. Pick one of six wingers to go on either wing and <laughs> yeah. then it's a head-to-head between Bodie and Richie and um, the Nines is another lolly scramble as well. Probably Aaron Smith will start, but there's about four or five other guys going for the reserve spot. Interesting times. Pretty good problem to have, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And the last game of the round, Canes versus the Drua. Jeez, another big score. Canes were impressive. They bounced back. Yeah, I actually mentioned last week, I hope the Canes aren't underestimating them. Turns out, certainly wasn't doing that. A bit of a cricket score at the cake tin. Impressive stuff from the Canes, though, and, and some great tries scored also. Pretty disappointing from the draw, though. I think they're a lot better than that, and I expected more from them. Their D was pretty shocking, but hopefully they can flush that one and move on to this week, because I've had this game circled in my imaginary rugby calendar for a while now, and hopefully they'll bounce back. And, and be right up for it. Yeah, I think the Drua sent over a pretty weak inside, probably looking ahead to this game, to be fair. We didn't have the Drua lineup by the time we did our podcast, but um, the one that they put out there, there wasn't the big names, there wasn't Habossi and those sort of guys out there. So um, I felt like those guys were pretty underdone and like the Canes were just too classy, weren't they? Um, some impressive displays from Morby, who seems to be improving every week. Ray Arce had his big... Fiji and Finn going and crazy stat that the Hurricanes have used 50 players this season already, nine of them at hooker. So that's an unbelievable stat. And to see them that where they still are on the table, it's pretty impressive to see what they've done. Yeah, for sure. It just shows their depth and, and good point, Rehabossi. I think he's probably a 60-point player, so if he was there, the drawer <laughs> might have been able to pull off the upset. But they obviously gave the big fella the week off with this game in mind. But, yeah, impressive stuff from the Canes. They continue to roll guys out on debuts and stuff, and and everyone seems to rise to the occasion. So good signs for the future. Yeah, and what it did do was with – I know we sent Habossi through with Wes Goosen and 60 points plus to be in the game, which was going to be the power play. Wes obviously scored. It was 60-plus points, but Habossi didn't play, so they swapped him with um, your Warriors mate who – didn't look likely, unfortunately. Yeah, tough weekend just for the Warriors in general. So I think we'll, we'll uh, flush that that one and move on. But yeah, I don't know who he would have been preferring to have played for on the weekend. But yeah, unfortunately, another multi down the drain. <laughs> oh, but we will get to the preview part of the show. Everyone's favourite part. We'll try and find some value here. First game up, Highlanders versus the Force. Now, this is going to be a very interesting game. I feel like the bookies have sort of underestimated the force a wee bit here, giving them a 15-point point start. I had the game Landers 1-12. to I thought it was going to be pretty close. Force looked to have got a few guys back from COVID. Landers have thrown a few interesting selections out there. Um, how do you see this game lining up? Yeah, I was surprised with these changes from Tony Brown, to be fair. Obviously a pretty big win last weekend, and then he brings old Gilbert into play 10. I don't know about you, but I've only ever really seen him in that wing or 15 position. Um, He looks to have the skill set to be capable of it, but I haven't seen him play it much, so a big game for him. Actually saw the force at the airport when I was heading to fly over. Big thrushy back in the mixer. He was carrying the water cooler, so good to see him doing the extras off the park. And then Paul Tito 
actually forgot he was a part of their coaching staff. He was barking at the boys to make sure they're getting on the right flight. So with Big Tito, the goat in the mix, they're always a chance. But I do think the Landers, probably that 1-12 to 12 range, it could maybe blow out of it late if Fakatava can do some more of his magic. Him and Hunt off the bench will be a great combo for them. But yeah, never ride off the force, the definition of grit, and they'll be up for it. Yeah, for sure. It is going to be an interesting game. And you mentioned Sam Gilbert. Um, apparently he did play first five at school, um, but yeah, I only I only thought he was a winger or fullback. But uh, my man Banksy, I always go to him for some Highlanders intel, and he said that he has been training very well there. And even though he is playing in his position and he's cost him a spot this weekend, he's looking forward to seeing how he goes. So um, positive signs for the Highlanders camp, um, and it's going to be a big part of the game, I think. Sam Gilbert in the ten jersey. Who's the player you've highlighted? I actually did highlight Fakatava off the bench. I just think that with the way he brings that energy and a tiring force team, they've made the trip over. I think towards that back end from the 60-minute mark on, if they can pile on a few points and off the back of his energy, that'll be huge. For sure. Okay, the next game is Brumbies versus the Crusaders. This is no doubt the game of the round this weekend. Brumbies, hard to argue that they're not one of the best teams in the competition at the moment going to be really interesting to see how they stack up against the Crusaders side who return a few big guns oh hard to know if they've named their best side or not but um, they've got some sort of rotation going on their backs where it doesn't really matter who's rotated because they're all bloody good they're all all blacks it's crazy man I was really excited for this game then I saw the Brumbies lineup and I noticed no Valentini or Lolosio both injured so that's kind of a massive blow for me because I probably would have tipped them in to go really close. I know they're paying like $2.30 odd at home, but I think they would have really backed themselves there, but two massive injuries for them. Interesting to see Bridge get the start on the wing over Leicester. I wonder if that's to try and combat old Nick White's kicking game. Probably a bit of an aerial assault coming in there, and maybe they back Bridgie more under the high ball, but... Yeah, I'll be going Crusaders 1-12, to I think. It'll still be a close game, but I would have loved to have seen both these sides full strength going at it. Yeah, for sure, and I agree. I'm going Crusaders 1-12, to but I think it's going to be an extremely tight game and it's only going to come down to uh, one decision or one key moment, which I'm backing is going to be delivered by someone like Richie Mwanga or Will Jordan, which will get them across the line. But the player I've highlighted is Scott Barrett. Good to see big dog Roll Barrett return. What he brings to the side, he's physical, he cleans rucks hard, he's got the skill set, can play short, play at the back. He's he's a very, very good player, and I'm looking forward to seeing his combination with Sam Whitelock. Who have you highlighted? I went with uh, Jack Goodhue. I think this is a big test for him. I've been really impressed with Ikital for the Brumbies, so a great matchup there, and, and we'll get a good read of kind of where Jack's form's at at the moment after a few games back from injury, but this is a real big step up. So. Mm. Good shout. Yeah, that's going to be a good one for sure. The next game we've got is Drua versus Moana. I know it's one you said you've had penciled in your calendar for a very long time. Hard to line these two teams up, I reckon. Like I mentioned at the start, I think Drua saved a few players for this weekend, probably looking specifically at this game to win. And I'd imagine Moana have probably been doing the same, to be fair. They really need to win here. I'm thinking the Drua at home are going to just get the job done, but... Um, I think it is going to be an extremely close game. What are you picking here? 
Yeah, I actually had the draw at home too, but then I noticed the game's not in Fiji, it's in Sydney, so... Oh, you're right. I thought that was like a real shame, eh? Because imagine a packed crowd over there with these two teams in particular, like the atmosphere would have been crazy, mm. but... So I think that's a real shame, but really looking forward to this game. Been waiting for this one, as mentioned, the passion, the flair, and look, they'll, they'll both be going at it. This could be a great rivalry for many more years to come, and like you said, both sides probably saved a few with this game in mind. So with it being in Sydney, I'm probably going to back the Moana to pull off their second win of the year. Hopefully they'll be a little bit too strong. It'll be close, it'll be a good watch, but... Hopefully the men from Mount Smart can get it done. Yeah, that's disappointing it's not in Fiji. Eh? That would have been an unreal occasion. Everyone would have got behind that game for sure. So mm. I wonder what the theory is there or the reasoning behind that is because it seems a real waste to not have the game in Fiji and have it in Aussie. But we don't make the draw, unfortunately. The person I've highlighted in this one is Henry Times Stowers. I think he's going to be crucial for Moana if they're going to win this game. He is such a physical man. Eh? His contacts are massive. And they're going to have to be against this big drawer pack. So um, I think he's going to be a key player to look out for. Who have you highlighted? Yeah, that's a great shout. I actually went with McClutchy. Um, he's been a bit up and down at the moment, but on his day, he's a real talent and he can change a game. So hopefully he can put the Moana in the right areas of the park, target that drawer set piece, and a big performance from him would be key to getting the dub. So hopefully we see some more of that vintage McClutchy. Yeah, he's a classy player, right? So that is a great shout. Okay, the next game is Blues versus the Reds. Now, this is going to be a good game for me. I know the Reds are missing a few up front with Daniela Tupo out, so it's a few question marks around their pack. But I feel like the bookies are underrating the Reds in this one. They're not the side that the Rebels are. Blues, I don't think, will get the free license to run what they want that they did in the weekend, but... I do still see the Blues winning 13+, plus, but I think the bookies have them about 15-point point start, so that might be pushing it a little bit, but we'll see. Who have you gone? Yeah, I've gone with the Blues 13+, plus. probably no surprises there, but I do think it's going to be close, and again, I expect it to blow out in that late quarter of the game. I just think at scrum time, the Blues are going to be too strong, and they'll probably milk a few penalties out of that, but some great matchups across the park, and it's great to see the Reds getting O'Connor and Pasami back. That adds some real strength to their back line. And uh, the Blues, they've rolled out a Rolls-Royce 15. Their back line is insane, and that Ford pack's pretty hissing as well. So I think it'll be an entertaining game, and hopefully there's quite a few points scored. And fingers crossed the Blues can keep some of that razzle that they pulled out last weekend. And she should be an entertaining 80 minutes. 100%. The person I've highlighted is Finlay Christie. We've spoken about the halfbacks a little bit already, but... His game has just been so good lately. His speed to the breakdown and the way how quickly he's clearing that ball has been super impressive and a massive part of what's keeping this Blues attack on top of opposition. And he's also got the running game, the support lines. He's he's an animal on D2. He's not scared of anything. So uh, he's made some massive shifts this year and hard to see him left out of that all-black squad. I know we've talked about how many good nines there are, but... I think he's one who definitely has to be in there. Yeah, that's a good shout with Christy. I actually think he's probably New Zealand's form nine at the moment, eh? Just the impact he has on that Blues team and the pace and the aggression that he brings is outstanding. I went with a bit of a match-up, to be fair. I went with uh, 
Bodie taking on O'Connor. Oh. Obviously, O'Connor, he's been out for a little while with injury, but before that, he was playing some bloody good footy. Bodie's been killing it, so this should be a grouse watch, and I don't think it'll be the only time we see them match up this year. That might might be the Wallabies All Blacks match up as well, so a good little teaser of what's to come. Oh, mate, he's called it. Bodie's got the 10 jersey, and so has James O'Connor. couple of big calls, but hard to argue. James O'Connor was killing it. Up until his injury, just the way he was squaring up defenders and he had a lot of time, he was in control of the game. So, yeah, I'm pumped for this matchup too. World-class players going head-to-head. It's going to be a beauty. The next game, Waratahs against my beloved Canes. Believe it or not, I am going Canes 13+. plus. They showed enough for me last weekend against the Drawer to tell me that they are back and back on fire. Waratahs, after a tough travel over to New Zealand, um, some long flights, apparently. They are a good side, so it's going to take a good Hurricanes performance to beat them. Yeah, I'd, I'll be backing you in there. I've, you've been preaching the Canes gospel for a long time now to me. I finally got on board, so I'll back you in 13-plus as well. Oh, Another good. new backline shift for the Canes, so interesting. Geordie back at 12. No place for Wes Hooson, which I thought was interesting. Jeez, I'd have him in my 23. Probably a really tough call there, but exciting game. Can't wait to rip into it. And yeah, I'll back you. 13 plus. Why not? Here we go. If you're on, we're all on. I know. <laughs> Here we go. Huge, huge for the game. The player I've highlighted is Morby, and I mentioned him before in the review part, but man, he is just improving every week. Every time he gets an opportunity, he's stepping up and. He was quality in the weekend, obviously scored a couple of tries, ran some nice lines, and he looks to just be really in control and understand his game really well. So I'm looking forward to seeing him getting another chance in that jersey. Geordie moves up to 12, so I'm not sure if this is what they think their best back line is or not because, they, like we've mentioned, every week they're rotating. Um, they're building the depth of their back line for sure, so it would be interesting to know if, this is, if they think this is their strongest back line or not. Yeah, it, it is interesting, and they, they do love a rotation, but what it's done is create some outstanding depth. So, look, it's hard to question mm. it. I went with um with Sullivan as my highlighted player. He's probably one that has locked down the, his jersey in the back line. Yeah. Exciting player on both attack and D. He's into everything, and every time he gets the ball, you get a little bit excited. He's, he's full of flair and a bloody good footballer, so I highlighted him. Mm, looking forward to seeing him go as well. And the last game of the round, Rebels versus the Chiefs. Now the Rebels, it'd be hard to be tipping the Rebels in this game or even tipping them to keep it close after what we saw on the weekend. I'm going Chiefs 13+, plus, and I think this could be the biggest margin of the round. I've seen enough from the Rebels in the weekend to suggest there's not a huge amount of grit in their side, and if the Chiefs uh, start getting a little bit of dominance up front, this could be a big score. Thoughts? Yeah, agreed. I've seen some uh, broken captains and defeat in my time, but that Rebels skipper, he's got to be right up there. You couldn't help but feel sorry for him, eh? He was just wondering what went on in that 80 minutes. But yeah, I think the Chiefs will just be too strong. They've made plenty of changes, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, even over at home, I expect... Yeah, a comfortable 13-plus, and she could be a cricket score. Oh, yep, there we go, both on that one. The player I've highlighted is Brad Webber, the return of him. We've talked a lot about this halfbacks in this episode already, and I feel like he'll be feeling a little bit under pressure with the performances that are going on around him. 
Um, but we all know the quality he is. He's a world-class player. Looking forward to seeing him getting some decent amount of game time. And a, and a game like this is really going to suit him against the Rebels. And I think we could see him return straight to some of his best form. Yeah, good shout. I went with uh, Josh Ioane, another guy who's been out of the loop in the starting spot for a few weeks. I just think what he brings to the team, it's quite different to Gatland in terms of he's more willing to chance his hand. So I'm excited to see what kind of effect that has on the Chiefs' attack. And I think if they're going to rack up a big score, he's probably the guy to do it in the 10 jersey just with that extra bit of flair. So an exciting combination, him and Weber, and I'll be keen to see how they go. Like it, like it. And one other person I do think is going to be in for a big game in that game is Nanai Satoru. I know he let us down last week by not getting across the line with our multi with Dave Parecki, but I'm expecting him to score at least two or three this weekend and have a massive game. I know the Wallet power play has come in, and it's Nanai Satoru to score first at $6, and if he doesn't score first but still scores a try, you'll get your money back. So not a bad option. Uh, pretty much a free shot at a $6 shot, so not the worst. Ooh. Yeah, got to get around that. And if he doesn't score, perhaps he could be a future podcast guest, try to get himself back over the white line, <laughs> could play himself into some Mark Talia form. But, yeah, outstanding, and, and you'd have to think he'll score. So chuck the house on that one. Again, not financial advice, but have a go. <laughs> have a go. And for my fantasy last week, I actually dropped down to eighth. Disappointing result, and... Basically because I didn't captain Will Jordan, I captained Richie Mwanga. Wasn't a bad option, but obviously Will Jordan exploded, 114 points. So everyone who captained him pretty much jumped ahead of me. And I was broken by the fact that Tyrell Lomax, I finally gave him a start after he got those couple of tries the other weeks. And he turns out a negative six score for me, absolutely filthy. And heartbreak with Danny Tuala with a late withdrawal. So I was... I was struck a couple of low blows, but I'm back this week. Everyone's back. I've got Geordie back. Um, all my boys are playing. I've just, unfortunately, Leicester's been benched, so I've had to bring in Jim Tavatavanawa, who I think think is going to have a field day against the Drew, against his fellow Fijian brothers. So I'm looking for a big game for him. Another couple of power plays we've got. I know you're keen on this one, Surly. We've got a league special here. We've got an NRL special. It's Roger Tuovasa-Shek and Vunivalu, the two ex-NRL players. And I know you're at Magic Round this weekend. Two tries plus combined, $4. What do you make of that one? Yeah, that's a great shout. I think Roger's been pretty unlucky not to cross the chalk yet. And Vunivalu, he scores meat pies for fun. So hopefully he can keep that streak going. Again, I'll be getting on that one, mate. You're, you're taking all my money, but I'm, I'm more than happy to donate. And here's one, here's one. $15. This is the real uh, carrot for you. Geordie Barrett and Reese Hodge both to kick a successful penalty goal from inside their own half. What do you make of this one? The two super boots. Yeah, I love that one. I was actually expecting to see Geordie playing over here at Magic Round after those rumours, <laughs> but good to see he's still at the Canes, and look, he, he's got a massive boot on him. So does Hodgie. He's found some form off the tee too, old Hodgie. So, yep, another one. Can't say no to 15, so yeah, I'll be having a lick on that one too. Why not? And we'll have to work this one out, but New Zealand teams to score 200-plus points combined. $5. Oh. Now, that seems like a lot of points, but I'm guessing we've got Crusaders, Highlanders, Blues, Canes, Chiefs, Moana. Do they count as New Zealand? 
Surely. Chuck them in. Surely they count. So if you've got all those five, six teams, then we're picking a massive score from the Chiefs. They could do half of that themselves. That is not a bad option at $5. So um, that's probably the one I'm going to be look to play, looking to play, especially if the Moana count as a New Zealand side for sure. Check the T's and C's. Check the T's and C's. Always check the T's and C's and always gamble what you can afford to lose. It's all just a little bit of fun. Don't actually put the house on it. Like sometimes our financial advisor um, suggests. <laughs> Who is your lad of the week, Mr. Financial Advisor? I'll go I'll go with Richie Mwanga. I'll go with Richie. I think obviously that Brumbies Crusaders game has the potential to go down to the wire and he's the X Factor player there. He can be the difference. So I'll go with young Richie, the shadow boxer. Not a bad shout. Yes, very good. Very good shadow boxer, very good rugby player. And we've just spoken about my guy, Nanai Satoru. I think he is going to be the lad of the week. Scoring a hat trick, scoring the first try, keeping the punters happy. And it is Sunday afternoon game for a Kiwi team just before the post goes up. So people are people have got him on top of their mind and he's a try scorer. So I think he's going to be the lad of the week. But, mate, certainly appreciate you joining us in the busy week of Magic Week over there. I hope you have an awesome time. Get up the Warriors and uh, enjoy the round of Super Rugby and NRL. Yeah, can't wait. Should be a big weekend, but can't wait to rip in. Big fizz. Maybe a chance of a streak from yours there? Uh, look, obviously it's pretty popular in the NRL at the moment. There are rumours they're bumping up the security though, so maybe not. <laughs> After that guy got a, uh, got smoked in the Auckland game, you'll be, you'll be a brave man getting on there these days, eh? Yeah, shit, he copped a shot, eh? And he certainly paid the price, so I don't think he'll be doing that again in a hurry. <laughs> He's put me off for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I oh, appreciate it, lad. No worries, bro. Go well. <laughs>